So hey everybody, Jana, your host here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Advanced Red Lightings podcast. This week, doing something slightly different, and um, I'll have my guest introduce herself, and then we'll get into what we're talking about. Hi, Jana. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, everyone. My name is Yame. I am the owner of Sharky Dance, a belly dance teacher. Uh, I, the focus of my business is to teach women empowerment through belly dance. And I've been working from home for many, many years now, because even when I was still working a, a day job, my job actually allowed me to work from home multiple times a week. So this is a, a topic that I'm very, very familiar with. Thank you so much for being back on here after like, I think the last time we were in, it was just six weeks ago, which seems like six years ago by now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this week we're going to do a check-in with some belly dancers and how they're handling um, coping from working from home or, or self-isolating, stuck in quarantine, depending on where they are. And we, or I especially also like realized that the situation is hard on everyone um, around the world, but we want to try to make it more productive of how things are working and how it looks from a belly dancer's point of view. So thank you so much, Yami, for willing to talk about this. Thank you. So my first question is just, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you handling? Um, how is it going? I know the situation is constantly changing. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you for asking that. I, I'm doing well. Um, things are, are working out so far so good on my end. Uh, Thankfully, um, everyone in my family and my uh, closest uh, circles, or everybody's healthy. Um, uh, I have dealt with some people being sick, you know. So of course, that is that is difficult. Um, I had towards the beginning of the pandemic, uh, we unfortunately lost uh, one of my dear students uh, to the virus. So so that was difficult to deal with, and and we, we we've been dealing with that as as a community and kind of trying to honor her life um, as best we can. Uh, but thankfully that was, that was the only loss that we've, we've suffered. And, um, and, and it's definitely, it, it teaches you a lot about, about life and, and, and trying to stay positive even when you're going through grief. So that is something that um, in a way, the silver lining is that getting to 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 deal with that as a community together with my students is something that that's really beautiful that we can share. Um, so coping with that, um, it, despite that, we're we're doing well. We're doing uh, we're staying optimistic and we're staying positive as a community, um, and just trying to adapt as best as we can to this current reality. Uh, that we're living through and and to just not having any kind of certainty about what the future is going to look like and just being able to live in the moment one day at a time to be able to uh, deal with the struggles that we're facing one day at a time. Um, there's kind of a, a certain, there's a lot of beautiful lessons in that. So that's kind of how, how I'm taking it and how the, my community um, in my classes are taking it. So sorry to hear about your student. Um, Thank you. How are things in general, like you're in New Jersey, how are things going there? I know New York is still on lockdown, but New Jersey as a state, I'm not sure. Are there any restrictions like set up? Yes, so it's yeah, it's pretty much it's similar to what's happening in New York. I mean, I think uh, I don't know as of right now, but at, at some point we were 
the second state, you know, in the U.S. right after New York in terms of the, the most amount of cases and the most amount of deaths. I think that our situation is beginning to stabilize, so we're hitting that kind of uh, that flattening of the curve, and hopefully it will start seeing a decreased uh, numbers of the virus. But I honestly, as of right now, I haven't kept in touch exactly with what the numbers are, but the restrict there's similar restrictions, so um, there's limits to how many people can be in certain places. There's most businesses are closed down unless they're essential businesses, so that's kind of where we're at with with all of that. So most of us here in New Jersey are working from home if uh, if we're able to in our jobs, and um, if we're not, you know, an essential um, essential workers, basically. I know that um, I was surprised. Like my my family's in Florida. That's where I lived for when I was in the states, and they're still there. And I was just surprised that like life went on like completely normal <laughs> these last few months there. And so I'm having to yell at my family to like stay home. And and um, it's just crazy. Like my brother um, was luckily able to work from home for his job and my parents run their own business. So they don't have the option to stay at home. Like, and kind of a silver lining is that people did, like other people did stay at home. So it's not like they were exposed even when they did go to work, but it just kind of sucked, like, uh, the fact that it's in Florida, God, Jesus Christ, what's happening in Florida, like, it's as if nothing happens, like, the beaches are open, people are littering on the beaches, I just read today, there's, like, tons of trash left on Cocoa Beach, like, you guys, just, uh, stop. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, it's a bit of a mess, you know, because there's not been a, a, there's been guidelines, you know, quote unquote guidelines that were um, recommended at the federal level, but nothing, there were no mandates, you know, that I'm aware of at the federal level, like everybody's got to stay home. So every state is doing it, you know, whatever they feel is necessary. And the states in the coasts um, where, you know, that really got hit because, you know, when, when somebody's coming from Europe or coming from, China, which were the uh, original countries that were hit, and they're landing, usually they'll be landing in, um, you know, from uh, Europe, they would be landing in New York, you know, so New Jersey's very close, and then from from Asia, they would be landing in California, so I understand that this is, those were the states that were the hardest hit, because they were just receiving those flights um, with people that were infected, so the, the all the other states that didn't get as many cases right away. I, I guess they didn't really feel that it was needed to, to, to close things down. Um, and, you know, that's where we're starting to see some, some big increases in the amount of, of cases. And the longer we kind of just kind of halfway do the social isolation thing, the longer we're going to have to stay in this situation and the worse it's going to get. Um, so it's definitely very frustrating. Um, and of course, I understand why a lot of people want to get back to work, you know, because the, it's not like the government is doing really much to help the people that are staying mm -hmm. home. So, I mean, you can say, tell people to stay home, but if their livelihood depends on a, a job or business that 
requires them to be out of the house that, and there's no help for them to be able to put food in, on the table. And the majority of this country, the people in this country can't afford a $400 emergency. You know, this was a study that was done, I think a, a couple of years back. Um, so, I mean, this is well beyond the $400 emergency we're going through and people can't afford that. People live paycheck to paycheck. So there's a lot of resistance, you know, against the stay at home orders. And I mean, the whole thing is, unfortunately, it's a, it's a disaster. I mean, there's just no other way to put it, you know, it's ha the way that things are happening here in the US. Um, and for those of us that are, you know, lucky enough, and, and I think those of us in the that, that teach belly dance, um, or that teach anything, you know, the, the, those of us that are teachers, we are in a for not anything, maybe there's a couple exceptions, but a lot of the things that we can teach in person are possible to be taught online. And so even though we're going through this horrible time that's so full of uncertainty, um, we're seeing so much suffering um, and, and, and we don't know what's going to happen to us. Um, I think we can kind of find a little bit of stability and, and maybe find something to be grateful for in the fact that we can adapt and we can, we can continue to do what we're doing if we just shift uh, our model um, a, a little bit, you know, so if we're willing to, to, to make this transition into this online teaching model, it can actually um, open doors for, for some of us and, and, it, and it, we're offering something that people need right now. For those of us that are teaching, you know, people need that social connection, even though it's online. People need to keep moving, you know, people need their, their bodies to be moving. You can't just, the worst thing you can do right now is to just sit on the couch um, and binge watch TV shows <laughs> for the entirety of the, the quarantine that is not going to be good for your health and it's not going to be good for your life. So being able to offer something that gets people off of their couch or gets people off of the, their minds off of the stress and the uncertainty and all the horrible things that are going on right now, even if it's just for that one hour, it, it's, it's an amazing thing to be able to do that. And for the people that are not necessarily teachers, but that are taking classes, this, you know, the, there is a silver lining in that as well. If you can afford to, um, to be able to, to take uh, classes online, it's really opened up uh, a world of possibilities in terms of teachers that you can learn from, you know, now that ge geography isn't as much of a limitation. So this, there's so much to be uh, concerned about and so much to be upset about. But on the flip side, I think that we have a lot to be grateful for as well. And a lot that we can use to ground ourselves in this kind of new reality and, and to keep our perspective a, a little bit more positive to, to help us get through it. I love seeing the creativity that's come out from some of these, like, or from everyone, but from like belly dance teachers specifically, like I've seen belly dance like online haflas. I've even seen an online competition happening for a festival that's supposed to take place in Italy this summer. Um, I've seen like belly dance shows with big names. Like I applaud the creativity and the effort because the last thing I want to do right now is put on stage makeup <laughs> in the costume. <laughs> so kudos to you guys that are doing that because it's not me. <laughs> so. I'm I'm a hundred percent with you on that. It's funny because one of the biggest, you know, talk about silver linings. 
for me, you know, it has been to not have to put makeup on that has been so freeing and so amazing. And, and I've, you know, people have asked me to do shows. Um, and the last thing I want to do is put on a costume bra. Like, I'm sorry, but it's just, it's I, yeah, like, I've been living in a sports bra and sweatpants for the last month or so. <laughs> like, you're not getting me anything. <laughs> right. I mean, everyone's been, you know, pretty much everybody that's able to not wear a bra in this time is not wearing a bra. Like, the, the, the value of bras has just gone down significantly in, yeah, this, sure. in this quarantine. So, uh, yeah, I'm 100% with you. Uh, it's like, I'm loving seeing all the shows that are that are happening. I haven't personally attended one just yet. Um, but I, I've, I've been seeing that, you know, a lot of the, the festivals have been moving online. I think it's a great idea, you know, how wonderful that in this time, it just, it just makes everything more accessible to people. Now you don't have to pay for a flight or a hotel. So, um, the, the, the cost is cheaper because people are not having to fly in instructors. So it just makes it so much more accessible for so many more people to get good quality uh, learning opportunities. So that's awesome. And yes, to be able to see a show online. I mean, I've, I've seen actually, I like some of the people that are doing shows on like their Facebook lives. I've seen a few of those. So that's been really wonderful mm -hmm. to see. Um, and yeah, I actually have my first show that I'm, uh, performing and coming up this weekend. Um, but I'm probably going to do something super casual, like, um, just put very, uh, like a small amount of makeup on. Cause the advantage too, of doing this online is you don't actually have to like have a full <laughs> screen. Nobody's going to see it's not that high definition. So I'll, I could just get away with like no foundation just some eyeliner or something and just put on something you know like a belladie dress do belladie maybe just something informal where i don't have to put on the whole bedla get up um so that's probably what i will be doing but it's very interesting to see you know how different people are taking it because um some people are still like lining up you know for their classes and for their shows and it's it's wonderful but then there's others of us that are just really enjoying the, the comfort of not having to put on anything fancy or put on makeup you know as I've been as I've been getting older and wiser no <laughs> um I've just preferred just not wearing makeup like instead of wearing foundation I'll wear like um like a it's um it's like the skincare cream that it gives you a little bit of coverage but it's supposed to help your skin so I've been wearing that instead of foundation for a long time now I really don't like putting on mascara I'll do my eyebrows like uh, I've just stuck to the bare minimum unless I have to perform of course and then now I feel like I've completely forgotten how to put on makeup I remember the times where I used to be able to do that backstage like full-on full-on face makeup like in under 20 minutes with the eyelashes and everything and then I tried it the other day or the other week for for something I was trying to film for for dance and I was getting so frustrated. I was like, have I forgotten everything? <laughs> what is happening now? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a practice. You know, the more you're doing it, the, the quicker you can do it. And I mean, don't worry when this will be over at some point and you'll, you'll have to go back to that. So enjoy yeah. this time of, of not need. I mean, you don't have to go back to anything. I mean, if you really yeah. love you know, wearing makeup, you don't have to ever wear it again. Um, my skin is loving it. And I honestly feel like I look 
better when I don't wear makeup. Like if, if, if I'm putting on makeup every day um, and I don't put makeup on a certain day, I think I, I don't look as good as if I'm not wearing makeup all the time and my skin just has a chance to recover, I guess. Um, and also the other thing is I'm getting more sleep. So I just feel like I feel better. I look better. I don't, I don't feel like I need makeup because I don't feel like I look, I look exhausted all the time because I'm able to get more sleep now. Um, and, and because my skin isn't, you know, taking in all that toxic stuff that, that's in our makeup. So I think it's, it's been really great, you know, for my skin, for, for how, for the way that I look. And uh, when I get back to performing, you know, I'll have to wear it for performance. But other than that, I think I'm going to keep just being makeup free um, mm -hmm. as often as possible. It just feels wonderful. Now, what are you most surprised about yourself during this time? Like for me, I've found two things. <laughs> I'm a bit of a hermit. Like I, I used to be this like person that would just go out until like, I know I remember when I first moved to Berlin, I was out in the middle of the week until like seven in the morning because that's the lifestyle here. <laughs> like, but in the last couple of years, I've just been like, I really like my quiet and my space and I just like to be alone. Um, that hasn't been so hard for me personally during this time. I, I live alone. I've been living away from my family for almost a decade now I moved to Germany alone. I've been living here for six years alone. Like that's not, you know, that's, I'm used to that. But um, what I did find surprising is that I really do need like some kind of structure. Like as much as I like being alone in my apartment, I like not having this, like even just the, the structure of like commuting back home, like that would signal in my brain, like, okay, now that day is done or something. And not having that, it's like, oh, okay, now the day is like super long somehow. <laughs> like, I is there think, anything that you find surprising about yourself that you found out during this time? So I, so something surprising about myself. Um, I don't know if anything <laughs> that's surprising just because um, I was already like very aware that um, I, I, I'm, pretty introverted so even though I am a performer um and I enjoy performing mm -hmm. I I can't I'm not like a, a, a like a hustling performer like I can never be like you know dancing in the Middle East where you're like performing every single day like mm -hmm. multiple sets a day like I can't do that it just completely de depletes my energy so I always have to balance out any kind of extroverted activity with introversion um, so, you know, being out, if I'm out performing or I'm out at parties or any, anywhere where there's a lot of people, uh, I have to like, have like at least like a whole day <laughs> where I'm by myself and like not seeing anybody and not talking to anybody in person. Um, so that's not surprising, but I guess maybe I'm, I was surprised by the extent to which I am introverted like it's pretty <laughs> extreme <laughs> it's 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 even worse I mean not, I don't want to say worse it's not a bad thing but it's it's even more extreme than I, I realized actually because I am now actually this is officially I'm two months into my quarantine wait hold on two months right March April um wait yeah so two months because I, I I self quarantined March 12th when I started to realize how bad things were getting. So I was like, let me move my classes online and just stay home and, and not see anyone. And, and I live by myself. Um, and I've been fine 
throughout all of this. Like I haven't like there, I, I do miss my seeing my students in person, you know, I, there's a lot of things that, that, you know, I miss like, I miss that, but at the same time, like I don't miss all the driving around from place mm -hmm. to place. So because of all that, and because I'm still seeing everybody online, I'm, I feel like I'm getting what I need in terms of human interaction. And I, as horrible as it sounds, I don't really miss like <laughs> that much physical interaction with people. And I guess I'm just really that much of a hermit. Uh, because now two months into it, I still haven't had like a meltdown over, you know, <laughs> that being able to hug somebody like I, that hasn't happened yet. I've had very brief moments where like where I, I missed like I really missed um, seeing like specific people. But like for the most part, I'm doing really well with it. I'm, I'm keeping in touch with everybody that I need to online. So yeah, I guess that's a little bit surprising because I even though I was very aware of my introversion. I would have expected that by now I would have like had those moments where I'm kind of having a meltdown over and not seeing it, not seeing people in person. And I, I just, I feel like I'm so far from that even happening. <laughs> like I could, I could go for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've also been called a hermit <laughs> and I'm not surprised that I can handle that. Everyone's like, Oh my God, I can't believe I can't go out. And I'm just like, I'm okay with this. I'm completely okay. I am so cool with it. I really am. I'm not like leaving the house unless I have to, like, I will batch my tasks when I'm out. Like my boyfriend be like, why don't you just go out and do this? I'm like, no, I've already gone out today. Like this is not happening again. And that was pre quarantine. So to give you an image of how much I like to just not go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the same it's, thing. And, yeah. and because, um, I, I, pre-quarantine I had to do so much running around to teach at one place and then another place or um to perform you know I was just I felt like I was constantly running around from place to place um and not having to do that just gave me back so much time and so much energy um that it just has been refreshing as much as and I don't want to minimize you know mm -hmm. what the cost of that has been and the reason why we're in this uh, but with that being said, you know, as dire as things are and as unpleasant as the reason why I'm in the situation, as unpleasant as that is, the situation itself of like being home and doing things from home has really, really been a blessing for, for me personally. So, um, but to your point about the structure, you know, and needing a structure and that that's been surprising for you. I think that that's something that we all need, you know, like as humans, we all need some kind of a structure and to differing degrees because um, some people, you know, it depends on your personality type. Some people have to have like this, they have to do the things the same way um, every time and like have a really set routine. And then there's other people that really need variety and they cannot have a set routine. But even within, for the people that need that variety, I think that some kind of a structure is really, is, we all need some kind of a structure. Otherwise we're out there just like kind of floating in the wind. Um, and that's not, I, I, that's usually not a good thing. So um, when working from home and coping with, with this new reality that we're currently living in, I think being able to set up some kind of a structure, even if it varies um, as to exactly how you do things, but having some kind of a structure is something that I would say everyone would benefit from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not so like 
good at keeping a structure. Like I had one day a week ago where I was the most productive, I believe all year. Like I woke up at five in the morning. I worked until about four. I did all this work, like planned out all these things. And then it is just as quickly as it came, it went. (laughs) Like I have not been able to do that since. And even getting up, like, so I do have a day job that I work at home for, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, But pretty much right before we started recording this, I mentioned to you, like, I literally just look at my schedule and see if I'm planned, and then I just start working, and that's it. Like, I've started to just try to um, go out at least for a little walk around my neighborhood after work so that I feel like in my brain that it's like, okay, me leaving my day job, like, you know, even though I'm physically going back to the same place where I just did the day job. Um, and yeah, but it's like just some days and the days that I have off, it's like, I don't know what to do with myself. Like I have a lot of work to do for my own dance stuff and and I do that. But, um, but because there's no one telling me to do it, it's almost as if it's like making it harder to get it done, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, I think we're all kind of experiencing that to some degree, other than the people that have like been basically doing this you know that their routine there's there are people out there that their routine has not changed at all like they're doing exactly the same thing they were doing before the quarantine uh, and maybe those people you know they're already settled into whatever it is that works out for them but for everybody else it's making this adjustment to working from home and and socially isolating I, I think everybody's going through this that same exact thing um and like what you said about going out after you're done with work stepping outside and then coming back, even though you're going back to the same place, I think that's a great way to like set up a routine that kind of like honors, just have some kind of a routine where like, okay, now I'm done with work and whatever happens next is going to happen next so that you're not just like shut off, you know, work and then um, just kind of, you know, going into some kind of a a habit that's maybe not so great. So, I think things like that are important, you know, because right now, too, you know, the way that people people cope with things in, in ways that are maybe not necessarily so healthy, you know, like drinking all the time, you know, mm-hmm. if you're just like going to alcohol all the time, like it, this can lead down a negative path, you know, for, for some mm-hmm. people. So to have something that that's healthy uh, and that you enjoy doing and setting that up as, as part of your routine to kind of delineate like when is work, when is rest, when is just like taking in nature, you know, things like that. Um, I think that's really, really important. And to kind of try out different things, you know, to find out what actually works for you and let yourself settle into your new schedule. Like for me, it's been it's just been trial and error to figure out what actually works. Like I've been all over the place (laughs) with what I'm doing right now. Like some days I was sleeping at like 3 AM and then waking up, you know, at like 11 AM. And now like I finally settled into what my schedule is supposed to be. And there's, it has to be room for flexibility because, you know, there's some, some weeks I might have a, you know, online show or something, or some weeks I might teach a special private class that's not happening every week or a special group class that's not happening 
happening every week or trial class or workshop or whatever, things that are not happening every single week. Uh, or I might have just a call with somebody, you know, things there, there has to be room for, for the things that are not happening every single time. But I have a pretty good idea now what my schedule looks like. I've settled into the classes that I'm taking. I've settled into the classes that I am teaching. And then I work around my practice time um, and my, um, and my, you know, business management time, you know, cause that's a big chunk of, you know, when you're, when you, when you, when you're doing this professionally as a business, the business management side is, it takes up a lot of time. People that don't do it professionally, you know, don't necessarily think about that end of things, but that takes up time as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I work that around everything else that's going on. And then I figure out, okay, when can I wake up? When can I eat? When can I um, sleep, you know, and, and then I work around that because my schedule, like some days I'm teaching until 11 p.m., past 11 p.m. actually, my time, I, there's no way I can go to sleep on those days before midnight, and even midnight is a stretch because you're so wound up, you're so mm -hmm. like creative and energized after teaching that there's no way you can be asleep within the next hour you know so i've just accepted okay well my sleep time is 1 a.m like there's it's not gonna happen before that and i'm trying to now like instead of trying to go to sleep early some days and and only sleep late on those days i'm trying to like be consistent about sleeping at 1 a.m and actually to, for full eight hours of sleep i can wake up at 9 a.m and i'm good um so that's not that late it's not that bad you know when you're working from home you don't have a commute so, um, and I usually do my, uh, I'll do a dance practice or take a yoga class in the morning around 9 a.m., a little bit after 9 a.m. Uh, and then after that, I'm done, I'm energized. And, um, you know, by say 10.30 or 11 a.m. is when I start my work day. And some days that means I am editing videos. Some days I'm working on the website or answering emails, whatever it is that needs to be done that day. Um, some days I take classes at noon, so I work around that. So everything kind of works around all of that. So, but I've had to figure out what works for me. That's what works for me and let go of this kind of ideal that, that wouldn't, wasn't going to work for me. Like that wake up early ideal and start getting work done as early as possible. Like that can't work for me because I'm going to sleep so late on, because I'm, working that late it's not like i'm you know just like hanging out i'm working that late and then and also i get highly creative at night so why not work for with what works for me and accept that and then make that into something that's as kind of set as regular as i can make it but with a lot of flexibility built in like i need the flexibility because i can't do the same exact thing every single day it just doesn't work for me and it's not how my schedule works at the at this moment anyway. Um, so that really helps. But having something where like I haven't set up a routine for ending my day because my day kind of like doesn't end <laughs> necessarily like I guess because it's kind of all over the place. But for me, I have to have a routine for starting my day. Um, so I can't like I can't wake up in the morning and just check my phone right away. I mean, when I do that, it's a great way to just set myself up for disaster because it, like in the morning, and this, this really, I think this is great advice for anybody um, to try not to check your social media first thing in the morning ever. 
because when you first wake up, your mind is like your subconscious mind is still so vulnerable to the information that's coming from the outside world. So when you first thing you do is like look at social media, especially right now with all the bad news and, and the horrible things that are being shared uh, to take that in first thing in the morning before you even declared what it is that you want to do for this day. What is your intention for this day? What do you, you know, that, that's just not healthy. So I, I don't do that. I try not to do that as much as possible. Anytime I break that rule and I do break that rule sometimes, I'm not perfect. It's usually a disaster <laughs> that day. So I try to wake up and then I do something for myself. Like before I start work, before I check social media, I do something for myself. So some days it's like a yoga class right away. That's great. Some days it's a belly dance practice. Um, and some days it's journaling. So I kind of go between those three things are the main things that I, that I, that I use in the morning um, for myself. Sometimes I'll read, um, but usually it's either dance or yoga or journaling. Um, and it can be for a full hour if I have the full hour or if I don't it'll be for 10 minutes or even five minutes if I'm really short on time. Um, I'll do sometimes actually also breath work or a meditation. That's a great thing to great way to start the day. Um, and then I'll go on, I'll do my dishes. Like I'll clean up a little bit because usually in like by nighttime, I don't get a chance to do dishes. So I try to kind of straighten up something around the house. And then I start my work and I do work first. And then I like, I check my emails and do the work related things first. And then I check social media um, and I have to check social media because that, that's work for me as well. You know, I have, I communicate with a lot of students and potential, potential students through social media too. So it's not like I can ever really take a break from it, but I try to control that. So that's something that works for me um, in terms of setting a routine um, in the beginning of the day before I, get started with the day it sets the tone for the day it allows me to set an intention for the day and just keep stay grounded and stay positive um no matter what ha what's happening when i start my days like that uh i usually am way better able to handle the inevitable horrible news that are going to happen that day because it, it's every single day <laughs> we're bombarded with terrible news um so if I don't do that, if I just check my social media right away, I get sucked up. I get caught up in the bad stuff that's happening. And it's really hard for me personally to recover from that. It usually means the whole day is kind of done for. <laughs> I just have to start over for the next day. Did you check Facebook, though, when you talk about social media or? Yeah, so fa Facebook uh, and, um, and Instagram are the main ones that I use as far as social media goes, I guess. Yeah, that would be, for me, it's Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, see, Facebook has all these conspiracy theories on there. You got you to gotta stick with Instagram for the memes, I'm telling you. That is the way to do it. Like, I literally <laughs> check Facebook maybe once every few days. Um, if there's a post in the, in the AYBD Facebook group that I'll, that I'll um, check in on. Um, and then Instagram literally just, if I post something and then literally just to communicate with friends through memes and that is it. You're good. You're better than me. I, I just sometimes I get caught up in the scrolling, especially on Facebook and 
you know, like I kind of get like, I'm like rage scrolling. <laughs> it's like, you're just getting just, you're seeing all the bad news and like, you, it's like an addiction a little yeah. bit, you know, like you're getting like, you kind of getting um, like a weird, like a rage high. <laughs> like, like you feel validated in being angry and like, I don't know. I, I, I get caught up in that sometimes. Um, and I'm trying like, this has been, um, if anything, I guess another blessing, you know, in, in the in living through this is to, to get to work through my issues, <laughs> to get to work through my anger. That's been something that like, I, I really have to consciously like go within myself and figure out like, what am I actually angry about? And now I'm trying really hard not to, uh, share that type of material um not that it's not valid because a lot of it is valid uh but I'm just trying to like let myself process it before just like rage sharing things um mm. to try to if I am going to share something that's negative to kind of try to have a solution or a positive spin and not just be judging and, and raging at people because that's not it's just not how I want to be you know mm -hmm. so that's been it's been a good opportunity to work on that it's been a good opportunity to work on staying grounded no matter how bad things are getting and how bad the news are out there so um that's been a you know personally i'm taking those things as a lesson but just to like fully recognize and, and be perfectly honest with myself like there are times when i do get sucked up in that kind of like i call it the like a rage vortex <laughs> I'm just <laughs> scrolling and there's nothing useful or nothing good is going to come out of that but I just get caught up in it sometimes but when I start when I get grounded right early on in the day um it just sets a different tone for my day and if I do kind of get caught up in the scrolling later on I I I'm able to usually catch myself and, and stop myself and then move on to something productive and something um, positive, something constructive, you know, so, um, it's been, it's been nice to, to like have to work through that lesson, those mm -hmm. lessons in life. What do you see in the belly dance world now that you wish would stay after this is over? So I was reading, um, an article and, um, it stated that, um, that people who were disabled were feeling really lucky to be able to partake in all these arts and theater things that are now online and i found it a little bit bittersweet that it took like this pandemic in order to make things more accessible but of course you know it's it's this is why inclusivity is super important and um, making sure that like we're thinking about of course including all all types of people in any of the arts and entertainment worlds and um how they can access it and i found that to be a really interesting thing and then i it just reminded me of all the all the as i mentioned before all the belly dance online shows and hafas and things like that and for me personally i really wish that will stay like i wish i want festivals to still be a thing for people to be able to go and learn in person yes but i really hope that after this that people will still do it online and that they will still stream the shows um just for accessibility purposes and just you know if someone's not able to come um you know due to budget re reasons or whatever it may be but that they can still enjoy it from home and i really hope that organizers will take that into consideration i know that um 
the dancer in Israel, Orit, um, a few years ago, she actually had her entire festival shows streaming online and I was able to watch it from home. And I thought that was cool. So I really hope that that's what people just will still continue trying to find a way for. Yeah, 100%. That's amazing. I actually um, didn't see um, that perspective and didn't think about it. That would be great. Um, if you could share that with me, that I, I don't know if it was an article, but about that, you know, people who are disabled are feeling more included, you know, mm -hmm. in being able to take part in these activities. It's very interesting. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I have a, a student of mine that is an amputee. Um, her name is Anastasia. You can actually look her up on uh, Facebook, Anastasia the Amputee Belly Dancer. Um, she was already a belly dancer before her, her amputation, but um, I would love to uh, get her perspective on that as well to see, you know, what, what she's thinking mm -hmm. about um, in, in terms of how, how this shift into an on online model has, uh, has enabled uh, more people with, with disabilities to take part in this, these activities. And I think um, belly dance in particular, you know, going specifically to that um, issue, I think we could do a lot more to um, maybe um, showcase or to promote the fact that our dance is so adaptable, you know, and, and inclusive, you know, it's something that I say a lot to my students that if you, you know, if, like, if I was to break a foot, for example, like, I wouldn't stop dancing, I would stop, you know, doing any standing up and dancing, but like, there's still so much you can work on, you know, even if you're just working on, like, on your um, abdominal isolations, you know, so your belly rolls, your chest, isolations you can still do that from a seated position your arms and hands your face um your head you know there's still a lot that you can do even if you can't be standing up and walking around so there's so much room for us to do so much more um to to get the word out there to work with people that have disabilities you know even people that can't walk for example there's so much that they can do within this dance um, so that's something interesting that I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing so much, but I, I would love to see that. I don't know if it has anything. I mean, I, I think with the shift to online to an online model, there's more room for that to happen because there's no geographic limitations because there's only so many people um, in your geographic re region to do this kind of work with in person and online doing it online kind of opens up, you know, where you can if that's kind of your niche, you know, if that's something that you want to uh, promote and, and work with and, and help people that feel limited because they can't do, you know, they can't, their movement is limited or they have injuries or um, they're amputees or they can't walk or whatever it is that, that is their disability. Um, you can reach out to, you can reach more people that want to be able to move and want to be able to dance, but have those limitations. So that would be interesting to see. But in terms of what is already happening in uh, the way that things are shifting to this online model that I would like to see continue, even when we go back into whatever the new world is going to be when we're done with this current situation, um, when we get when we you know get into when we get back to being able to do things in person. I would definitely love to still see events done online as well because 
there's only so many trips you can take in a year. There's only so many, in there's, there's only so much you can afford, you know, time-wise, um, financially, you can't, you know, I personally, I can't go to all these festivals all over the world. I would love to be able to attend, you know, multiple festivals a year, but the reality is that usually if I can make it to one trip in a year, you know, that's, that's a lot for me. So uh, it's like, I have to pick and choose between a belly dance trip versus like a, just a vacation. Mm -hmm. I usually try to merge both. So to be able to attend more of the festivals and have access to more of the teachers globally online, I, I really do hope that it continues. I mean, the people that I'm learning from right now, I hope that they still will teach online even when things go back to normal. Mm -hmm. um, even if it's a reduced amount of classes, you know, even if it's like for some of them that are doing multiple classes a week, if it's once a week, I'm happy with that. Or the, the ones that are doing, um, say once a week if they are doing once a month classes or something like that like just doing uh, more events online that would be lovely i know i'm planning on continuing to teach online so even after this is over i'm still going to maintain some type of a online class at least once a week if not more um definitely planning on that and i'll probably have uh sponsor people online as well people um i'll still have you know one we can go back to doing things in person I'll go back to having my annual event in person, but I'll probably do some kind of event online mm -hmm. at least once a year. So, um, and I'm, I'm getting requests like that because I have, you know, this opened me up to be able to take on students from different parts of the country and different parts, uh, other countries as well. And they're, they're concerned that I won't continue to teach online when this is over. And I'm definitely going to continue to teach online because I want to keep uh, having the opportunity to work with those people and keep having the opportunity to work with anybody regardless of where they're located. I think that's a wonderful thing. And when I say, by the way, anyone that's listening is like, oh, these festivals, they should offer things online. I don't mean online like for free. Like I'm not right. saying let's let's stop paying for things <laughs> just because it's online. No, I mean, there's obviously plenty of resources out there now, especially um especially now if you're working in any kind of videos software like company you are making bank like you are making bank off of us this entire podcast is being recorded on zoom okay mm -hmm. so um there's plenty of resources out there for you to be able to put something on where it's like through a paid um like firewall like you have to pay to get it and of course like we still believe that people should be getting paid. So if you're on the edge of, you're like, I want to host or I want to teach a class online, but I'm not sure about this. Just do what, you know, what you feel is right. Like if you want to be nice and say, this is the one thing I'm going to do, you know, for this month as like a charity thing that I would normally do. Like, let's say I would do a charity performance. Normally I'll do this in the form of a class Then by all go, you know, by all means you can do that. Um, of course, if that's not the case, then that's great too. If you're not sure and you're just like, oh, I don't know if this is the right price, you know, what you could do is just donate a portion of the proceeds to a cause that's mm -hmm. close to you. So there's different ways to go about it. I just think that it's not, um, it's just not the most productive thing to be worrying about how much an online class cost. Like, just don't take it then if that's what you're concerned about. <laughs> right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. I think record. I think we can all kind of like just anytime if we're thinking too much about what somebody else is doing um, like that right there is just a 
maybe it's time to like take a step back and and figure out what it is that we can do right yeah. like because we can't control what somebody else it just does not productive to be frustrated about what other people are doing um so if it's like if you're getting too concerned over what somebody else is doing like how, just think about like what is it that's upsetting you about it and how can you do, create in your own world something that's the answer to that you know something that balances that or whatever it is you know so we can only control what we do yeah i mean rates in a community are definitely important um but that's not what the like the discussion usually is about it's usually just about wanting to shame someone for for offering what they're selling i think it's it's the thing of like we're in this pandemic why should you be selling anything to begin with and i think that's uh, a sad thought um because number it life does go on and it things will go back to a some sort of normal and you still have to like you said you have to put food on the table and if you're if you're worried about um selling yourself during this like you don't know the thing that you want to put out there you don't know if the person is like is just waiting for you to put it out there you don't know like you don't know what you might think is not essential right now is what's keeping someone like in a good mood you know so 100%, arts 100%. and entertainment for sure right now if anything the entertainment industry and the arts industry should be at like on a you know on a pretty good <laughs> pedestal here um considering that mm-hmm. we would be, all be bored out of our damn minds being stuck at home like i know there's even two like i like to listen to podcasts of course <laughs> and um i know there's two podcasts i support on patreon and you know it's a little bit every month but it's you know if you imagine that there's like other people that want to support like that could be enough for someone's you know rent that month so just don't be afraid to like if you're listening to this and you're like oh but i do want to do this but i'm not sure if now's the time you don't know what people are wanting what you might not think is like valuable or like a necessity right now is for someone else Mm -hmm. so definitely don't be scared like i know it might seem like, oh, it's not the right time, like, you know, to sell this, you know, but whatever it is, like, if you're doing it from a good place and you're doing it to be helpful and to solve a, a problem, whatever it may be, then, um, yeah, definitely don't be shy about putting that out there. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think this this mentality of you shouldn't be selling anything because we're in this pandemic i mean then then how how's anybody gonna make it how's anybody you know like you can you can't pour from an empty cup like how yeah. you cannot help other people if you're struggling so the, the better the 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 more you can place yourself in a higher position the more you can help other people you know if i yeah. if if i'm worried about like am i going to be able to pay my rent or am i going to be able to put food on the table like how can i focus on creating a a great class that's going to help somebody get through their day you know so what we what we do a hundred percent has value what we do has so much more value i think than we've recognized in the past i think a lot of us are maybe coming to a realization right now of like just how valuable it is what, what we offer now that we see our students um, that are working from home that are struggling with not having this you know social contact with with people that are struggling with I mean this this pandemic is testing all of our 
you know, darkness, you know, it's testing mm-hmm. our addictions, it's testing our, uh, just our traumas. I mean, everything's coming to the surface. I mean, I think for every single person that I've talked to, like we, every single week, at least, like we, we're getting tested in some way. You know, dance, people, society likes to act like dance or art in general is a petty thing. And you have to have a day job, you know, you're not worthy of making a living as an artist. And there's mentality, this, this mindset um, that's like across, you know, most modern societies, I guess. And that is so unfair and so inaccurate because art is what gets people through the day art is what gets what makes life worth living it's not you know like most nine to five jobs that is not why you're alive uh but you know being able to dance being able to create to to listen to music interpret music play music um to just create any kind of art you know that is really why we live. I mean, that is 100% how I feel about it. And I think it's a realization that more, more and more people are, are coming to. Uh, when I teach my classes, almost er- after every single class, there's a message from somebody in my inbox somewhere um, saying, oh my God, I really needed that today. Oh my God, that was that really helped. And that is from people, I mean, there's such a wide range of students that I have. I have people that are working from home. I have people that lost their jobs or were furloughed and so they're dealing with that i have people that are working in healthcare, so they are first you know they're seeing mm-hmm. it firsthand so and for all these people you know somebody's getting something out of the classes it's just either it is their life is so hectic and they're seeing um just how bad it is dealing with this virus like firsthand you know seeing death you know every single day um those people need something they need to something to release you know they need something to um to just get their minds not 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 as a distraction but for to just get away from it because you can't be in that mindset you know of just um thinking about re uh living you know your day um when you're home and then having to go back into that the next day, like you need to be able to get away from that. You need to move your body. I mean, movement, physical movement is such a, an amazing way to heal and to heal from trauma. It's such a, an amazing way to deal with negative emotions, to deal with any emotions. Um, so, um, and the, and the people that are struggling with depression or anxiety right now because of the uncertainty of what's happening or because of the social isolation, the dance helps, moving helps, seeing other people day in and day out, you know, even though it's a, on a Zoom call, it helps. So what we're doing is not um, petty. It's not a silly, you know, little dance. It is something that is crucial that actually helps people it's this dance has helped me get through all like the major some of the major things in my life like some big obstacles it is a a huge reason probably why I got through so many of the things that I got through so I try to pass that on in my classes and and to see that it actually helps and I have a a client of mine uh, who's a doctor um, and he uh, actually in the beginning of this when he saw that I was teaching online he's a client he hires me for performances but not you know he's not a student 
but he has he dances he does ballroom dance so he understands like how helpful dancing is and he's a doctor and he's he's seen the, in this firsthand um and he said like he he's very concerned because there is a mental health crisis that is going to that is raging on you know through this pandemic and it's going to continue on after this is over that we're we're having to deal with and we're going to have to deal with and he said that um, he's really glad that I'm doing the classes online because he knows it's going to help a lot of people. So this is not something that is useless. This is definitely, uh, in my opinion, this is what we do is 100% essential. And we're lucky that we can do it online in this in this time if we're willing and able to, you know, to work through the technology and those mm -hmm. things and the, the issues and the drawbacks. Thank you so much, Emma, for coming back. <laughs> we had like a pre and post quarantine <laughs> talk with you again. It's like the world in the midst and then now after. Thank you so much for being back on here. Um, always great to talk to you. Is there anything you want to plug? Is there anything you want people to check you out? Like tell people where they can find you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so uh, people can find me on my website or social media. So website is sharkydance.com, S-H-A-R-Q-I dance.com. Uh, on Instagram at sharkydance. Or if you want to see my personal page, there's a little bit more activity on my personal Instagram, which is at yame, yame, yame. So that's Y-A-M-E three times. Uh, Facebook slash Sharky Dance Belly Dance. Uh, and I have a few things coming up. So um, weekly, I teach weekly online classes right now, levels one through three throughout the week. You can check out that schedule, sharkydance.com slash classes. Um, and then on weekends, I have a Shimmy Lab class on Saturdays. That's four until 5.30 p.m. EST. That's happening every Saturday. So an hour and a half of just pure shimmy nerdiness. So I really break down all kinds of different shimmy techniques and we drill them. Um, it's amazing to get to do that on Saturdays. Uh, it's a really big release from whatever has happened throughout the week. So shimmies, by the way, if you haven't realized on your own yet, are just an amazingly grounding movement and at the same time a releasing movement. So it really helps to release tension and negativity that you've built up throughout the week. So it's great to be able to offer that. And um, I have a, a, my, my Spring Into Dance event. It's my annual event. Uh, I moved it online this, this, um, this year for obvious reasons. So it's going to be now on May 24th, 3 to 5 p.m. EST. And this year's topic is Khaliji. So we're going to be learning Khaliji from the dancer Hadija, who is an amazing Middle Eastern dancer. She is Saudi born and has researched Khaliji dances uh, for a while. She has an amazing, uh, she's just an, a great uh, uh, wealth of information on this dance. Um, she has all the cultural ba background, the musical background to offer and a great way of actually breaking down the, the nuances of the technique and the steps and the footwork. Um, so I'm really proud to be hosting her um, online on Zoom on May 24th. If you're interested in that workshop, you can go on to sharkydance.com as well. Uh, there's a page for that. It's uh, sharkydance.com slash Khadija, K-H-A-D-I-J-A-H. Thank you so much again for you guys listening. Go check that out. And thank you. And until next time. Bye.